Welcome to True Wealth Conversations, healthy and wealthy conversations about love, life, business, and motherhood. Nothing is off limits, and I am your host, Dominique Broadway. Welcome back to another episode of True Wealth Conversations with me, your host, Dominique Broadway, and we are still here live at Black Equity Con interviewing some of the amazing guests, founders, and entrepreneurs that have decided to join us this week. And I am very excited and honored. It's probably the first time I said honored today. (laughs) Very excited and honored to have this amazing guest who's actually about to go on stage and do a dynamic keynote. So we got to hurry up and get this done because I want to hear the keynote. But this is our guest, Dr. Myron Golden. Thank you so much again. My pleasure. And I'm honored that you're honored. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so for people that don't know, and I'm sure everyone knows, but for people that don't know about you, who who are you, Dr. Myron? I'm father, husband, brother, son. You know, just mm-hmm. a guy out here doing my thing. Doing your thing. Yeah. You're doing your thing. You are one of the, probably one of, or if not the top business coaches, mm-hmm. I would say, and motivational speakers. In the country, how did you how did you get here? Just teaching the stuff that I know, mm-hmm. and not attempting to teach stuff that I thought I knew because I heard somebody else say it. Mm. Right, so like living my life practically and looking to learn lessons, real life lessons, mm-hmm. and apply them to my life, not just making a living regurgitating what somebody else, what I thought somebody else said. And, I love that. And so I built some businesses. I got started in financial services in 1985, mm-hmm. and was terrible. Mm, okay. And so I think I that's think the year it, I was born, actually. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So Abraham Lincoln was president, in case y'all were wondering. Right? <laughs> wow, she went straight there. It's okay. my favorite year. Yeah, I'm just, is, I'm, you is know, okay. I got a little excited. A lot of good yeah. stuff happened, yeah. <laughs> you were born, I got started in business. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, but I was terrible. I was mm-hmm. really terrible at business. I was right. terrible at sales. I was terrible at leadership. I just didn't understand the game because I grew up you know, learning the lessons that the system teaches you, Mm -hmm. that what I call the cultural hypnotic societal mechanism teaches you. And that's, you know, go to school, study hard, get good grades so you can graduate, go Mm -hmm. off to a good school and get a good job and all that. Mm -hmm. You know, I did really good. I got the first part down, go to school, study hard and not so much Mm -hmm. good grades all all the way through the third grade. And, (laughs) and so, so this, what the system said, it didn't make sense to Mm me. So, but I did get a job because my parents taught us to work hard. I've got six what? brothers. My parents mm-hmm. taught us to work hard. Wow. But the stuff that I was working on wasn't working for me. Mm. And so one of my friends introduced me to a business opportunity to sell financial services. Mm-hmm. I said, well, it's going to help me make more money. I'm all in. And I got started in October of 1985 mm-hmm. selling insurance and investments. And I was so bad. <laughs> I was so woefully awful at selling. It took me 18 months to make my first sale. And I was working. Wow. Talk about, but talk about persistent. I think yes. I would have gave up. Yeah, maybe, maybe. The average pro- person would. would not have given the up. average person probably the average, would. The average person does. So how are you keeping yourself afloat? Well, well, I, it was a part-time business. Oh, okay, okay. It was a part-time business. I had my gigs that I did on the mm-hmm. side. I used to buy old raggedy cars, fix them up and sell them. I did that thing. Mm-hmm. I was pretty good at that. And I had a job driving a trash truck for $6.25 an hour. Ooh, okay. So I'd do that during the day, come home, take a nap. Then I'd go out, do insurance calls. Okay. And I'm glad that I was bad Mm. and I'm glad I was bad and willing to be bad long enough to get good. Mm. Like you, but you can only get good 
from bad, if you're if you're willing to stay in the activity that you're bad at mm-hmm. long enough to get good at it. Yes. Right? Very true. And, and you learn from the feedback loop. So a lot of people don't like feedback. So the feedback I was getting was, no, yo, bro, no. <laughs> like all these two-letter words, yeah. right? Yo, bro, no. Well, yeah. bro's a three-letter word. Yeah. But anyway, yo, bro, no. No, 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 no. What part of no you're having a hard time with? The mm-hmm. N or the O? It's yeah. a two-letter word, bro. No. And so, but we went through so many no's. Finally, after 18 months, April of 1987, I remember it like it was yesterday mm-hmm. because it was life-changing. I made my first sale. Mm-hmm. Congrats. My first commission <laughs> yeah. check. It was $125.66. And I knew in that moment I was going to be rich. Mm. Within a couple of months, I was the top salesperson in our office. Wow. Because I found something that worked and I didn't get bored with it. I rinsed and repeated it and got paid over and over and mm. over and over again. So mm. that's pretty much how I started. Wow. And then went on to do some multi-level marketing stuff and mm. was fairly decent at that. And then got tired of that. And then just started teaching multi-level marketing people how to do that. Mm. <laughs> and because they, they weren't tired of it, but I was tired of it. Mm. And so, and then I took all the financial principles that I learned from financial services and that I learned from make, going from being poor to being middle-class, upper-middle-class. Mm. And, you know, starting to have some success, you know, I was making a decent amount of money, you know, mm-hmm. 20, 30, 40, 50,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a book called From the Trash Man to the Cash Man, How Anyone Can Get Rich Starting from Anywhere. Okay. So the thing that changed my life, though, it happened in 1999, my first financial breakthrough, because this is true wealth conversations, okay. right? Mm, yes. Right. So, so I got started in 1985. I didn't have my first six-figure year until 1999. I made my mm. first sale in 1987. Okay. I didn't have my first six-figure year until 1999. Wow. And so... What happened was I shifted my focus in 1999, in January of 1999, and 1998, we made $48,000 for the year. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't doing business anymore. I, was, I wasn't doing it very well anymore. And so <laughs> made $48,000 for the year. And then I learned this principle, shift my focus around money. And I accidentally, in April, made, I mean, $6,200 mm-hmm. in one week. Wow. Now, if you're making forty eight thousand a year, you yeah, make six thousand dollars a week. You're like, wait, 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 time out. What, ha- what just happened? And so, first thing I said was, "Wow." I said, "Wow." And I said it backwards. I said, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "I can't believe how easy that was." And then a light bulb like turned on in my head. Mm-hmm. This must mean that it's easier to make a lot of money in a short period of time than it is to make a little money over a long period of time. I know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to stop looking at and stop looking for all the hard ways to make a little bit of money. And I'm only going to look at, and I'm only going to look for the easier ways to make a lot. And that's what I did. Wow. And so by July of that same year, I had an eight, an $8,000 day. Ooh. I made $8,000 yeah. in a day. And I'm like, wow. okay, this is real. And so literally by looking for easier ways to make a lot of money and then only focusing on those and ignoring all the hard ways to make mm-hmm. a little bit of money. So I, I did a VIP day on my way here with two of my clients. And a mm-hmm. VIP day with me is $200,000. They pay me $200,000. Yes, I want to make course, sure we yeah. understand the we're clear on that. Okay. So one of the things I was sharing with them on the plane on the way down here was the fact that you have to take liabilities and turn them into leverage, mm-hmm. right? And so most people don't know how to do that. You take liabilities. Like poor people pay for stuff with money. Wealthy people pay for stuff with creativity, mm-hmm. right? And so like if you're truly wealthy, you're, you're wealthy because you use your creativity and you trust it. Mm-hmm. But if you're struggling... You're just doing what somebody told you to do. Mm. And so there's no such thing as natural resources. There's such a thing as people who are naturally resourceful. Mm-hmm. If you're resourceful, yes. everything is, your, is a resource. Yes, if you're not totally resourceful, true. nothing is a resource. That is so true. I, I was telling someone that the other day. It was actually the young lady that was doing my makeup. She forgot to purchase the lashes, right? And so I mm. saw her phone tapping away. 
And I, saw, I thought she was ordering Uber Eats. <laughs> Ten minutes later, there's a knock at the door, right? And it's it's a delivery for the lashes. And I said, you know, that was very resourceful of you. She mm. said, what? I said, you could have said, oh, my gosh, I forgot to get the lashes. I have to go out and waste time. But instead, you didn't even say anything. You didn't even tell me about the problem. You immediately got on your phone. You solved it. The answer was there. And there was no mm. delay in oh. my appointment. Mm. I was like, I respect that mm. in so you so because good. I love when people are res- resourceful because I hate when I see people who are making excuses. I don't make excuses. Right. There's, there's if you don't make them, you don't have to take you know, Yeah, exactly. So I love people that don't make excuses. Mm-hmm. And I, it was it was a simple thing, mm-hmm. but I saw it and I wanted to, because she's young. Mm-hmm. She's only 21. I wanted to acknowledge to her that I saw it and how how far she's going to go just because she's already thinking that she's way. She's already thinking yeah. that social manner. Wow, yeah. good stuff. Yeah, so that was that was big. So it's interesting because now, as, as you just said, when you, when you first, it took you 18 months to get your first sale, right? right? Now, 14 years to have my first six-figure year. In 14 years to have your first six-figure year. But now, even myself, looking to join your program soon, and then you have people who are paying you $200,000 just to spend the day with you, right? Right. And you're also great at teaching people how to sell from the stage, okay? How to sell from the stage, how to sell one-on-one. Just how to sell. How to sell online, how to So sell. how did you, or, or what, how, what's, I don't know, the sauce that took you from taking so long to get to the sale to now being... One of the, you know, just the top sales, sales trainer. Yeah, just having a lot of sales conversations mm-hmm. and like paying attention to the feedback loop, mm-hmm. right? So when people, most people when they're when they're selling, mm-hmm. they're trying to get people to buy. Mm-hmm. So I teach people how to sell without trying to get people to buy, mm-hmm. because if you try to get people to buy, they're going to resist you, mm-hmm. right? So I don't do that. I just create an environment that makes people feel like buying, mm-hmm. because the reality is. Human beings are singularly motivated and we all do things for one reason, one reason only. That's because we feel like it. Mm-hmm. So if I can figure out, if I have something for sale, mm-hmm. I know most people don't like to sell, mm-hmm. which means that most people only like to buy. So if I can create an environment that makes them feel like buying what I'm selling. All I have to do is move out of the way. Mm. And so. I like that. Now, I'm one of the rare people that mm-hmm. actually, I love sales. Mm-hmm. Like I love, love, love sales. I remember when I was when I was a little girl, my mom, my grandma would say, oh, you've girl, always loved sales. I've always loved sales. You my go. grandma would say, That girl could sell. I used to Eskimo. I mean, she just she could she could sell anyone anything. I've always loved sales. And I think I know that's one of the main reasons why my business has been so successful because sure. I focus a lot on the sales. Sure. Marketing and getting the people sure. in so that I can sell Make them and, 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 mm-hmm. and provide a service or product that satisfies their satisfies sure. their needs. One of the things that I've noticed, especially amongst people of color, but especially mm-hmm. amongst women, mm-hmm. they are so scared to sell. Mm-hmm. Women will put all their energy and focus into the website and the Instagram and all the things. Dudes and do have, too, yeah, they do, too. <laughs> they do, too. But then they're scared to go get the sale, the sale because they're scared to right. hear no. Right. So how, how do we help or how do you help or what is advice for people, for someone who's like, look, I have all the things in place, but I'm, I, I suck at sales. I can't sell. I'm scared to sell. What, what advice would you give them? Disconnect yourself from the need to make a sale. Mm. Turn selling into an educational experience instead mm. of a transactional experience. Mm. So what do I mean by that? So when I'm having a sales conversation with somebody, I'm, I'm more interested in learning either why they buy when they buy or why they don't buy when they don't buy mm-hmm. than I am with them giving me some money because I don't really, the money is just the money and either they're going to pay me or somebody else is going to pay me. So mm-hmm. that's irrelevant. Yeah. So how can I turn this into an experience where I learn something that will make my next sales opportunity better? Mm. Whereas most people are just trying to get to the money, right? And even when they talk about it, I'm just trying to get to the bag. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's also that, that, that desperation that people can feel, feel, and it makes you not want, want to, to give you right. their money. It's so interesting. My dad told me this when I was like in elementary school. Boy, tell you something. If you look like you don't need nothing, everybody give you everything. It's so true. But if you look like yeah, you got nothing, nobody don't want to help you. They don't give you a dime. It's true. Like, okay, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm telling you. That is the experience of my life. It's so true. Like I I'm like, wearing a Rolex watch uh-huh. somebody gave to me. Yeah. Right? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. It's it's insane. I I, I was actually sharing that with someone recently. I said, I feel like I don't pay for anything now. People yeah. want to send you clothes. And, all they send and you I'm clothes. like, they when I was struggling to get these things, but now nobody, I was like, take no, this. Here's no, this. No, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, come yeah. on. And now I can afford it, right, right? right? So that's really interesting. Well, I know you have to hop on stage and do your I keynote do. very soon. So I want to make sure you have time to prepare. Are there any just final closing words that we can share with other entrepreneurs like myself that are looking to to scale and sell and be able to impact lives through the things that we're doing? The fastest path mm-hmm. to big wealth. And I'm not talking, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about million dollar years. We're trying I'm to get the billions. Million dollar I'm, days. I'm trying to get I'm the billions. $10 million dollar days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that part, mm-hmm. billions. Or whatever the number is mm-hmm. for you where you feel like, okay, my family is set or whatever your objective mm-hmm. is for creating wealth, right? You've got to get to the place in your life where you are, you're becoming the person who can do the thing and then you can have the stuff. What do I mean by that? Mm -hmm. So I teach business based on biblical principles. Mm -hmm. So the biblical principle, the first biblical principle for success that we see in the Bible is in Genesis chapter, well, one of them is Genesis chapter one. And it's the first thing God ever said to man. And when I say man, I'm talking about Adam and Eve because God called their name Adam, which means man. So Mm -hmm. first thing God ever said to man, which is Adam and Eve. He said, be fruitful, mm-hmm. which means to make show up on the outside what I put on the inside of you. Mm-hmm. Do multiply. Mm-hmm. Multiply means to increase. Mm-hmm. So then he said, do replenish. That means to fill up the earth. Do subdue, which means to trample down. Why mm-hmm. does he tell us to trample down? Yeah. Because disruption always follows intention. Mm-hmm. And when you decide to do something good, the first thing that shows up is something challenging, mm. right? So yes. you have to be willing to trample down the challenge that opposes you when you get started on a new good path. Mm. And then he said, and then have dominion. So be, do, 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 have. Mm. Be, do, have. So be, do, have. Most people think that the key to success is working harder. But if you're working harder at something that's already not working, it's not going to make you more successful. It's mm. only going to make you more tired. Mm. Very true. If you want to change the output, change the input, and the output changes automatically. Being is the input for doing. Mm-hmm. Doing is and doing is the output. Mm-hmm. Doing is the input for having, and having is the output. Mm-hmm. Most people are so focused on having the output that they ignore the two inputs that come before. Mm-hmm. So wow. become the person. Become the person. Become the person. I love that. Well, thank you again for your Absolutely time. I pleasure. really appreciate it. Once again, it's been an honor to be able to have this it's conversation with you. Right back at you, sister. Right <laughs> thank you, you. Thank you. So we're about to wrap this up so we can go and hear Dr. Myron Golden hop on stage and motivate all of us. Thank you so much for tuning into it. Oh, where can people find you real quick? On YouTube. YouTube, I think, forward slash Myron Golden. He is so Googleable. Just uh, Google Yeah, just Google Myron Golden. My <laughs> website is MyronGolden.com. And Instagram, Instagram is Myron Golden. At Myron Golden. If you follow me on Instagram, there are no dots, no dashes, no spaces, no numbers, no underscores, no overscores, no equal signs, no any of that, because there are a lot of fake Myron Goldens out there. Mine is just the at M-Y-R-O-N-G-O-L-D-E-N. If and it I'm has sure any you're more verified, Or any right? less than that. I'm not verified. Not? No, no. Mark Zuckerberg wants to help the scammers take as much advantage of people oh, as they we possibly can. We got to get you verified because oh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we've, we've already been, we've been working on that for months. That's literally. crazy. Six times, no. What? Like, 
it's yeah, it's crazy. Okay, oh, I got crazy. a guy. Maybe I can help you out. Okay. Well, thank you again for joining My me, and thank you for tuning thank into you. another episode of True Wealth Conversations. We're still live at Black Equity Con. We're about to go hop on stage. We'll have to go hop in the audience and see Dr. Myron Golden motivate all of us. See you all soon. See you soon. Thank you for listening to True Wealth Conversations. I would love to connect with you on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Let me know what you thought of today's episode by leaving a review or rating. See you soon.